there are ghosts in this place, thought Ka. Perhaps not the kind that swooped through empty rooms, banging doors and howling, but sadder spirits. Sorrow lingered here, silent and lost from the memories of the living. He checked the watch Crum had given him. 2 a.m. This is a bad idea, said Glum. He was perched on a branch ten feet above, beak resting in the thick plumage of his chest feathers. I'm older than you. Why does no one ever listen to the voice of experience? I did listen, said Ka. I just chose to ignore you. He tried to sound confident, but his mouth was dry as he crouched, shivering in the bushes. The house in front of him was abandoned, its walls flaking and covered in graffiti. He counted two intact windows, while the rest were either cracked or boarded up. The front lawn was so overgrown that there wasn't even a path to the door. One of the trees that grew beside the house had blown over in a storm, and its branches had crushed a section of the roof and now appeared to be growing into the building. Home sweet home, muttered Screech, hopping nervously along Ka's shoulder. The young crow's claws pricked Ka's skin, even through the leather of his coat. Home, thought Ka. It didn't feel like it, not at all. He searched his memories, but couldn't find this place among them. He'd been five years old when the crows carried him away, and nothing about the building in front of him was familiar, except the unsettling feeling of dread that seeped from his dreams. Not too late to go back to the church, Ka, said Glum. Crumb was making sweet potato pancakes, wasn't he? Besides, how do we even know this is the right place? I just know, said Ka, feeling cold certainty in his gut. A snap of fluttering wings sounded at his back, and a third crow alighted on the ground. Wiry and sleek, she stabbed a slender beak into the earth and prized up a wriggling worm. The slimy creature squirmed and coiled as the crow tossed back her head and gobbled it down. Hey, Shimmer, said Screech, puffing out his chest. Coast's clear, the female crow said, loose crumbs of earth dropping from her beak. What are you all waiting for? For this young man to see sense, said Glum, to let history lie. Don't be such a killjoy, said Shimmer, stretching her wings. They were sheened with blues and reds like spilled oil on wet blacktop. It took me four weeks to find this place. If Ka's not going in, I am. Can you all stop talking about me as if I'm not here? said Ka. For once, the crows ceased their bickering. It was a rare occurrence since Shimmer had joined the group. Crows were stubborn. They liked to argue, and they liked having the last word even more. All except Milky, the white crow that Ka had grown up with. In all the years they'd lived together in the nest in Blackstone Park, he'd spoken less than 20 words. Ka wished the old crow was still with them. He stood up, stretching his lower back and casting a glance back along the street. None of the buildings in this part of town were inhabited. The families had all moved out when the jobs dried up after the dark summer. 
the secret war between ferals that had broken out eight years ago. A broken and rusted scooter lay in a gutter full of leaves, and below a tree in a front garden hung a lopsided swing, its cords frayed. He wondered for a moment what it had been like growing up here. Had he played with other children from these abandoned houses? It was hard to imagine sounds of laughter in a place so dismal and heavy with silence. Cobb began to make his way up the driveway toward the house, heart thumping. The front door was boarded up, but he could climb in through a window easily enough. You can still turn back, said Glum, remaining stubbornly perched on his branch. It was easy for Glum to say. This house meant nothing to him. But for Ka, it was everything.